and welcome to Tea with Coco. I am Coco like Chanel. Today I wanted to discuss something that I've been living for about the past year and that is what are some things you can do when there is quote nothing you can do to help. So often I think we feel powerless and that when someone experiences something truly life-shocking or tragic that there's nothing we can do. And that feeling of helplessness is really just awful to, to live with, to see someone that you love going through something and feeling like there's nothing that you can do to impact their day. So I thought I would share a few of my tips and tricks that I have learned through many, many years of feeling like there's nothing I can do to help, which is maybe my greatest fear in the world. So that you guys can hopefully gleam a little bit of ideas and inspiration on something that you can do next time something comes up that you feel powerless to impact. So, number one, something silly. This is one of my favorite things to do and it's it's just getting a smile. So what are some of the things you can do that are going to be a non-present, like your present source of joy because showing up and trying to get somebody to laugh that's really sad or going through something traumatic can be very, very difficult and almost like uh, pushed, you know, like they they don't really don't want to be happy and you're just trying to get a laugh. A lot of times I feel like, you know, all I need is a microphone and a brick wall and I'm standing up there trying to, you know, emanate Steve Martin or someone to get a laugh. And that's that timing wise can be very difficult to achieve. But if you can make something for them, that's a reminder or send something to them. That's a reminder um, of joy and laughter that can really be help. An example is my sister's little girl, Matilda Tilly is in the NICU and has been for the entirety of her life, eight and a half months. And one of the things I did was create a huge Beyonce poster of Queen Bee herself that says bow to your queen and the hashtag Tilly time, which is Matilda's hashtag because she really is all of our queens. We we are on her time. Nothing has gone according to schedule. And obviously it's been very difficult because there is nothing I can do to help that. Um, recently I did a Spice Girls one for her as well with all the lyrics to want to be on it, like made a poster of it to put in her NICU pod so that all of the nurses that if you don't know the entire lyric to want to be, there's something wrong with you, but just in case you have a reference point and it's just a source of joy. My, my mother has made a handmade sheets for Tilly's NICU bed with pillowcases and blankies with festive themes on them so that she doesn't have just the plain white hospital sheets and getting creative like that getting little sources of of happiness and love that they get to see without it being like overtly trying to make them laugh when they feel like doing anything but is very very helpful and so don't think it has to be expensive obviously printing a poster is is not breaking the bank but it's just the time and and the smile that you're after and the good thing about those examples that I shared is they're continual so that's continually in Tilly's pot and you know always a something that she sees on a daily basis so be silly be creative and hopefully that is something that you can do to at least improve their day you know
doesn't have to be something that obviously makes the situation resolve itself, but it can make the day-to-day easier. Speaking of which, number two, I call this creative odds. Luckily, we live in a really advanced technological time. I remember when my sister was in the Peace Corps in Africa many years ago, we had to write letters to each other. And when I was living abroad and I had friends in the United States, you had to get calling cards and like scratch off the number and dial in and call over the United States. It was definitely not the FaceTime world that we live in today where we can share hundreds of pictures instantly and talk to each other whenever we want. And so one of the things I've really been excited about is being able to come up with ways of being there without being there. And I did a whole podcast on this and gave you guys a lot of ideas on how to be present for people when you're not physically there. But I wanted to share a little bit of things that you can do, even if the people are in your life, um, so that you can, um, you know, make that every day a little bit more fun. So here are a few things that I've done just to try to improve the every day for my sister during this past year, but it's also something that some of my friends have taken and done for their elderly grandparents or people who are sick um, with, you know, even a flu, anything to that, um, you know, level of all the spectrum from, you know, the common cold to, you know, someone, you know, being in a, a more intense situation. So the first thing is stories. Whenever anyone's not feeling well, everybody likes to be read stories, especially young children, but even me, you know, I love that idea. And um, also, little Tilly responds very well to songs. So you can actually create a free SoundCloud account, which I've done. And I just use my, you know, regular iPhone recorder or my AirPod headphones with that microphone, no like special equipment needed. And every day when I'm, you know, I read the news in the morning, maybe I pick out an article to read to them and send it or an interesting story and record myself reading it or, you know, just message it to them. Um, and, and share that so that they can, you know, play it wherever they are, even if they're not able to move and hear your voice and hear that love and, you know, have something that's very soothing to them. So Tilly obviously has like multiple playlists of me singing like different varieties of songs and different types of stories, everything from Vogue articles to a wrinkle in time and, you know, bath time mixes, just so that, um, they can hear my voice and I can be there for them. And I think, you know, that gives my sister a break as well to be able to, you know, sit back and she's still being entertained and, you know, just again, feel like I'm, I'm there with her. One of the things that I love to do is to send someone something unexpected that warms their heart. And so recently my husband, his sister, my sister-in-law, lost a very dear friend and, you know, personally gone through that myself and it's absolutely horrible and that's, you know, nothing you can do at that point you feel to help. So when I had, um, you know, done that, she had sent me some beautiful flowers and a card and so I wanted to do something for her 
and so what I did is, you know, go through Facebook and I found, you know, some pictures of them that uh, she had posted and shared and I had, you know, printed them out and kind of made like, you know, a nice, um, you know, picture memory book for her and sent that to her in the mail you know, anything like that. When my sister was, you know, going through a really hard time and, you know, needed a laugh the last year, I went through like my memory box and I found these emails I had printed out from us when we were maybe 15 or 16, like doing our summer internships and so bored. We were like emailing back and forth and they were absolutely ridiculous, but it made us laugh so hard to read them. And, you know, I just mailed them to her with like a little note. And I think sharing things like that, coming up with like these very creative, odd ways um, to bring yourself, um, you know, into their life and, and to remind them of, you know, other times or happy times or to soothe them with a story. It really makes a big difference in the day. Number three, talk about normal things. So often when people are going through trauma, they only get asked about the issue. They don't have normal conversations with the people that they love. Anyone who knows about it wants to know how everything is going. And so they get kind of bombarded on a daily basis with that being their only source of communication. So having really normal conversations and sending funny memes and you know, joking with each other back and forth and sending funny articles or anything like that that you can do. Having a lunch where you do not talk about that in any way and just have it be a really great source of normalcy for them is interesting. Um, I mean, you can go about it however you want, but I really feel like, you know, doing those small bits throughout the day of, you know, what would I have texted her normally? you know, what would I send her normally? Or like, is this a good Spotify playlist I would share with her? Anything that is a sense of very calm and cool where they don't have to have that be the singular point of their consciousness throughout the day. So I think, you know, talking about those normal things and finding those ways to incorporate a different subject into their psyche is really beneficial because when it's all you're asked about, it's all you're thinking about, it's really hard to pull yourself out of that subject. Which brings me very closely to my number four. Find something normal you can do. So, like I said, talking about, you know, something else, find something, even if it's painful, that you guys can do together when Tilly was, you know, having a really hard time last year and and it was really uncertain where and if she was going to have a future. Um, You know, one of the things we were able to do finally with the uh, permission of the nurses is um, dress Tilly in an outfit for the first time. So picking out our first outfit and, you know, that whole ritual, I think we videotaped the whole 20 minute escapade because she had lots of tubes and stuff, you know, just like that whole thing was normal and now with the idea that you know we think she'll be able to have at home care we're talking about her baby room at home and the decorations at home and all of that just you know what can you do to you know find something normal that you would be doing regardless of the situation so if you know you have an older um, relative or friend 
that is, you know, going through a hard time and, you know, maybe they're having a similar situation, find something normal you can do. You know, can you bring an old movie into their room and, you know, watch it together? Can you do some sort of theme? Can you guys play cards? Can you find something normal that you can do to celebrate the fact that, you know, everyone's here and and that you're, you know, trying to make their life a life and not centered around tragedy. So just something even as simple as like my, I took my sister out to dinner last time we were there and like, we like gabbed about my mom, <laughs> you know, like, like sisters do, you know, finding anything normal that they maybe haven't done, but that would be such a welcome change in their routine. I think also these little moments that you don't think of as being a big deal can have a large impact even if it's someone that has just had you know a new addition to their family you know a new child like right now at my age obviously that's really prevalent in in my friend group and my family doing something as small as asking like hey why don't you guys pick a night and you know you go out to you know dinner and you know I'll babysit offering rather than waiting to be asked like try to figure out what would have been normal for them in the past um you know do they like going to the movies what can you do to create that experience for them because really what you're doing is not ignoring the tragedy or trauma or hardship that they are experiencing but not having that be the central part of your relationship because theoretically you guys had a relationship long before this and hopefully well long after. So just returning to that kind of status quo can be very calming for everyone. Number five, packages of love. If you guys listen to the pod, you know how much I like sending correspondence. I like sending letters and notes and you know valentines and whatnot to my friends and family because I I just love that tactile nature of having something in your hand that is an expression of someone's you know love and gratitude for your relationship so it definitely applies in these type of situations so when you know people are going through a hard time one of my girlfriends last year was just having a rough time of it and it was a pretty intense year for her and you know unsolicited just sent her a little box with like homemade cookies and handwritten notes and like an old photo of us and it really just brightened up the entire you know week for her and and doesn't obviously change the reality but it does make you feel seen And it makes you feel loved without having to, you know, have anybody be there or, you know, change your, you're not helping them overcome trauma because obviously I'm not a professional (laughs) like my mother um, and I can't reverse time or heal people, but you you can do those things. You can write a letter, you can make a batch of cookies and having it just be this unsolicited part, I think is really important because a lot of people, like I've said on a previous pod, don't want to ask for help. But when you're going through trauma, it's not that you necessarily need help. It's that you need to feel happy and seen and loved and be reminded of 
all of the wonderful things in your life as well because it can be very difficult to see and concentrate on those when you have uh, you know a daily hardship that you're dealing with so listen pay attention my sister and I were on the phone the other day and you know she just mentioned that it was going to be like an intense day for her because Tilly was having a lot of things assessed and you know she was going to you know have a the her trach put in and then they were trying to put a g-tube in like all of these things were going on and and she made you know mention that like oh I really am gonna have to have a lot of coffee so you know like right after that I like just got on my phone and just on the iPhone I went to the Starbucks app and you can send a gift card like right then and I just sent her like coffee's on me tomorrow like you know here's x amount of dollars and no, I'll be thinking about you. And like, I never mentioned it again. You don't have to talk about it, but it's just like, I wasn't just there in the conversation. I heard you and I'm finding a way to show my love and connection to you without having to be asked. I want to be there so that hopefully, you know, that next day when she was drinking her coffee, she just felt a little bit more loved and seen and supported. So I would highly encourage you guys to pay attention to those little tiny points and celebrate as much as you can with each other even through times of you know extreme tragedy or trauma or heartache or you know just a bad a bad series of unfortunate events (laughs) we all want to be able to help those that we love and sometimes it's impossible because obviously there are things that happen in life that we can't control or reverse or make any better but if you can find a source of joy get a smile do something creative that's soothing um, or makes them you know feel connection if you can normalize you know some of their conversations and find something that you can do with them to really make them feel like their days are not just living in this, you know, insanity, but, you know, also full of the parts that make us happy to be alive and to have great relationships and have support systems. And if you can unsolicitedly send them some love in some way, I do think that that is help. I do think that that changes their emotional state, their energy state, and can help them better equipped to deal with whatever they are going through. So when you feel like you're completely helpless, just go back to those things that are really basic for any human being. And that's how can I make them feel seen? How can I make them feel heard? How can I make them feel loved? And if you can achieve some or all of those, and I should add, how can I make them feel happy or smile or better? Um, as a little asterisk down at the bottom, then I think you are doing your job to help. Even when you feel like there's nothing that you can do. <laughs> there you go. Here's, here's the unanswered old question answered. And as you guys know, if you've listened to the pod before, I always like to end with a little lanyap. And so since I ended this podcast by talking about packages of love and said one of the things I like to do is make you know, treats for them, cookies, I thought I would share the recipe for my favorite cookie to make and share and give it to you guys. I love this cookie because it is very light. 
it is something that you can have like in the morning with a little bit of tea or Earl Grey or in the afternoon or obviously as like a post meal treat but they're not too heavy they're not too big you know again they're like my Goldilocks of cookies they're just right and this is a recipe from my mom and we make these with all of our Christmas cookies, but I have taken to making them year round because I just like them. And she calls them Chinese almond cookies. So for this recipe, you'll need one cup of butter, three fourths cup sugar, one teaspoon almond as extract, two cups of sifted flour, one half teaspoon baking powder, one half cup of ground almonds. So for this recipe, you cream the butter and the sugar, and then you add the almond extract and sift the flour and baking powder together. Mix them gradually into the butter mixture. Stir in the almonds and then form into balls using rounded tablespoons for each cookie. But make them really small balls because they expand a lot. So like no more than an inch. <laughs> then you roll them in sugar and place them on a cookie sheet and press them flat with the bottom of a glass. Top each with a slice of blanched almond, like the sliced almond, and then you bake at 375 degrees for 10 to 12 minutes. So that is my favorite cookie recipe. And again, I highly recommend you make them and enjoy with a cup of chai tea or Earl Grey or, you know, anything, coffee, <laughs> wine. <laughs> They're a very versatile cookie, which is probably why uh, I like them and they have a good amount of butter. So it really has everything in it I'm looking for in a cookie. I hope you guys can share those with your loved ones and that you've gotten a few tips on how to help people when there's nothing you can do to help. Until next time, laissez les bons temps rouler and everyone have a great day. <laughs>